And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson, I have to thank you and give you that praise you love so much because I have never understood the point of wineries, but now I kind of get it. And that's thanks to you and your lovely wife. What was there to not get about going to a vineyard? DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I mean, what is it that I and my lovely wife opened your eyes to? What is how did what happened there? I have never been a wine guy. Um, I'm not I'm, sure that you are yet. I'm not, but <laughs> I, I am. I am more of a vineyard guy. So we get this invitation to go to a vineyard that is not two or three minutes from both my parents and GQ. Uh, we go and it's, we bring like a little picnic. It's this lovely spot. You sit outside, you can get a bottle of wine. If you want one, you're eating your snacks. You're having a little charcuterie. You're having some homemade lemony beet hummus. You're and and it was just, it was lovely to just sit and, and be with good friends and enjoy being outside. And I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to like wine. But I'll go to I'll go to a vineyard now and just sit and partake. So, well, it was lovely to see the two of you. I think we also had a nice time. The weather held out for us, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, it was a good time. Next time, maybe we'll even invite GQ and the misses. That would be lovely. Admittedly, I, I know that takes a little more planning for GQ. Um, True, but. That said, it was also nice to spend it with just the two of you. I don't mean no, that, to say I need a GQ for enjoyment. Please, please don't assume I meant that. No. I, I only, I only bring it thought. up. I only bring it up because I mentioned to GQ when I saw him on. Well, gee, when, when did I see you? Was that Sunday? Yeah, so you saw him Monday. I so I saw him Monday, and we, we were talking about what we did. And he was like, oh, that was right over by, and I knew it was by his house. I don't know exactly where his house is. I forget, but uh, I didn't know if that was something that he would want to do or if his wife would want to do. And knowing that, you know, there'd be other complications there, you know, um, but I, I don't know. Sounds like maybe to be, someday. To be fair, there were children there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. I don't know. I think outside of maybe once or twice, I've never met his children and I've been friends with him their whole lives. So, yeah, um, I think I've, well, I mean, I've only been to his house twice. So I think, I think I saw the, the children both times. Yeah. But, you know, I honestly don't know if I've ever met the younger one. You must have. Perhaps not, though. But I, you know, I'm good with kids, or that's so they tell me. So, no, not everybody tells you that. No, that's true. That's a true point. You do shame people with your your wall of names and stars or whatever. Not anymore. I was told to stop that. <laughs> Isn't it? Out of curiosity, on that board, do you only 
do you only did you only put positive reinforcement and it was making people feel bad because when they didn't get the positive star or whatever or what, what so, was the so, explain again, that again the idea is my one of my philosophies of education is never do something that you can make a child do which sounds bad but <laughs> I mean, you can. Okay. <clears throat> yes, go ahead. Go ahead. So we have this visual chart. Every kid has a number that's on the chart. Um, and so and their name think, is not even on the chart, just a no, number. It's a number. If you do something positive, you're trying to inspire the kids to be quiet. You are following directions the first time. I will invite that child to go on their own and move their number to a better place. Um, I rarely have to ask someone to move it lower, but sometimes it happens. And the feedback that I got was, well, that's kind of like public shaming because if you have to, you know, ask someone to, to move their number to a lower spot, that's embarrassing to do in front of everybody else. But that's kind of, yeah, the point. And I said, well, I really only do Like, I could do it positively. And, and they were like, yep, that's true. And that would be better. But be careful because if you move up, you know, there are times I'll invite a large number of people to do it. If you, if you have 80% of the class move their number that other 20% will feel bad. And I'm usually not this person, but I had to bite my tongue to not say, they're supposed to feel bad. Yeah. They did not do what they were supposed to do. They're supposed to feel bad. I don't, because, yeah, like, it's it's interesting, right? Because you don't, there's this pervasive school of thought that you don't want people to feel bad. And ostensibly, at face value, yes. Right. Of course. I don't think you ever necessarily set out to design something like I want to make this person feel bad. But what you've done is you have set up a system in which if you do not follow the rules, you are not rewarded. And if you feel bad, that is a secondary thing as a result of your action or inaction. <laughs> right. Like. I really don't feel like that's the same thing. And furthermore, I, you know, I've been reading up a little bit because I've got a puppy dog coming home before too long. And one of the things that's very much, you know, all the rage these days is, you know, positive reinforcement with trading a dog, right? And, like, I think to a certain degree that makes sense because communicating with an animal is difficult, Right. And so outside of positive reinforcement, anything else that you do like don't like would be like not very effective, I don't think, cuz all you would do potentially is make it fearful, right? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I can give my dog a look that does instill some degree of shame. But like I you know what I mean? Like, but I don't know that that's the most useful method of training. Anyways, I'm, I'm getting off point here. What I wanted to say was I'm not sure that a human being 
can be taught only with positive reinforcement. People are not dogs. Like, they have more complex, at least more a complex ability to articulate their emotions. So isn't that something that should be mind? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if something has done that makes them feel bad, that is an opportunity to talk about it, right? Like, and to learn, like, in a way that you can't do with a simpler... Yeah. And the idea is, and historically, I could back it up with, you know, 15 years of data from my, my classroom. In most cases, not all, but in most cases, if the 20% that sees the 80%, you know, behaving and thus getting rewarded, 15% of that 20 are going to change their choices. Right. They pick up the, their and, game. And yeah, there are kids who it doesn't work. And I have to do something different with that program. You know, for some kids, they can only go up because if they go down, it's going to set them off and make things worse. So for those kids, you only go up. And for some of those kids, you go up every single thing you do that is remotely positive. You go up and. You know, it's so that I'm, kind of is I'm, like training a dog, actually. There are similarities. There, there is an element of training. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, to some degree, also, the thing I have to keep in mind also is you are working with young humans yes. who are not fully emotionally developed. So, and their and their ability to articulate that may also not be developed. So, yeah. I guess sort of the situation I was describing previously doesn't flatly apply, really, but... It, it's, it's, you know, I, I am open to trying something new next year and we'll see if it works. And at the very least, it frees up a wall that I can put up, you know. Oh, you got to put up posters. I want to see a John Cena up there. I want to see a, uh, I had a Mario poster up there for a while. I had a, I had a, you know, for the Super Mario Brothers movie, I had one of those posters because I had a bunch of kids who were very much into Mario. Actually. He's been gone long enough. Do you think your students have any idea who John Cena is? Yes, but they probably know him more as actor John Cena than... Because they were watching the highly appropriate uh, Uh, television series, Peacemaker. Is that the name of that show? Yep. I am sure that I had students who saw it. Incredibly inappropriate, but I'm sure I did. Um Although I will point out, you say he's been gone. John Cena was a surprise guest at Money in the Bank this past weekend. Was he? He was. And by guest, he showed up and waved at the audience? Essentially, he showed up, came out. You know, again, nobody expected him. Um, he talked about how his, his goal was to try to bring WrestleMania to London, which got obviously a huge pop as they were overseas. They were in England for money in the bank. Um, and then I believe uh, Grayson Waller, 
you don't know who that is. I don't. But Grace Grayson Waller came out, and there was I walked away at that point because I no longer cared. Um, but maybe that's setting up another. You know, John Cena seems to be in the I show up every so often and uh, put over younger talent. So maybe that's what uh, this is going to be. Maybe. All right. That sounds like so, fun. But yes, you know, I I think that there are people. Many people would know who John Cena is, uh, but it would be less. I could put up, you know, Bloodline. I could put up. Um, you think your children would know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is? I don't. Yeah, because even like The Rock, Maybe. they would know from The Fast and Furious or, or or what have you. But Stone Cold, what has he done that's like been relevant in the pop culture zeitgeist since, I don't know, the Broken Skull Ranch yeah. reality television show? He was at WrestleMania, not last year, but the year before. Um so, you know, technically that would be it, but I don't, I, don't re- I don't remember a lot about when I was like seven or eight years old. And that's like the range we're talking about here, right? Correct. Um, that actually, that leads me to another question because I don't interact with a lot of children. So let me pick your brain on this. What do they remember about their lives? Like if, if they saw Stone Cold two years ago at WrestleMania when they were five, say, would they remember that? Uh, most likely, yes. Uh, I would say most likely they would remember. But it also depends if they had any vested interest in remembering yes. it. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I will say, you know, I think the John, speaking of John Cena, I think the John Cena meme you know, and his uh, yeah. name is John Cena. That they know. Do, 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 do. Yes, they would know the theme song. I don't know if they've ever seen a John Cena match, but they know the. Um, they would know that. Right. Okay, that's fair. But what is new in the life of Doc Manson? We we just spent about fifteen minutes talking about school and all of the ah, uh, not a whole heck of a lot going on over here, DC. Um. Mostly enjoying uh, my my time, although I, I will admit I've been doing some work. I, I got mm-hmm. asked to do a project thing that I've been working on, and I'm working with another group to put together some information for my own class, so I'm working on that. And then I, I had a student I was going to meet with, and I totally forgot and blew them off oh, on no. Monday morning. So I, oh, no. I'm just going to you know, have to get back to them. So I, actually, I've been working a whole lot more than I thought I would Um during my my quote unquote time off, but I guess that's on me. Um, I don't know why I agreed to do any of this, <laughs> but it's also uh, from, been raining like crazy, so I, there hasn't yeah. been a lot to do. I, I don't, I, I do not have uh, more soil. I do not have mulch yet because the amount of rain we were scheduled in the forecast the past week, week and a half, I was like, this seems like just a bad choice to get this stuff. It's going to sit in the driveway and. Rain, get rained away or I mean I can cover it with a tarp I usually do that but that doesn't stop it from taking on water and then it's more difficult to move because it's heavier that much heavier because of all the water so I just put all that off really um 
Now that we got some dry days, though, maybe I'll get back to it. Although now it's finally like suddenly deep summer out there where it's mm. hot and humid. So I don't know if this is really the time to do it either, but eh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we we got a notification this afternoon that they're going to be installing new sliding doors in our building. Uh, I have a slider literally right here. Yeah. And so uh, either tomorrow or most likely Friday on a day when it's 89, 90 degrees, they're going to take this completely out for who knows how long. Let untold number of bugs fly in. Um, and, you know, you should just turn so, up your uh, AC or I, should, I guess turn it down to the absolute lowest and run it full blast the entire time they're there. Uh, I'm most likely going to do something like that because <clears throat> I was like, let's go away. You know, if it's supposed to be, they're supposed to start at 730 a.m. and work till 430. I was like, well, let's just go somewhere for the whole day. That's a good idea, too. Uh, and my lovely wife was like, well, I don't want the build, you know, the place open and people could come in and out. So I should, I want to stay, you know, relatively close. Also understandable. So, yeah, I get it. I absolutely get it, but it just means that we're going to be sitting around with the sound of band saws, I'm sure. Well, what if, uh, what if what if you took it in turns? What if uh, for half the day you came out uh, and we got some lunch or something, and for the other half of the day uh, she came out and uh, got some dinner? That is an option. I will I will float that. I don't know. I don't know what's what's going to wind up happening. It's one of those, you know, maybe it takes an hour. Yeah, maybe it might it go pretty takes... quick, honestly, if it's all like the exact same dimensions and if they've done it on several other units before yours. Yeah, it could go pretty quick. I bet. Yeah. Last week they were working on the building next door and I was like, I'm sure they're going to come here, but maybe not. Maybe it's just only only that building. And then turns out. <laughs> Yeah. It turns out. Uh, but we just, you know, feels like we just in the last couple of weeks just finished having to have construction here for the roof. And, now, you know, and again, hey, I didn't have to pay for it. I didn't have to call anybody. Uh, somebody's going to come and give us a new slider. So I shouldn't complain. But damn inconvenient. If they had waited till next week, I would have been in the great north and this wouldn't have happened. So that maybe will have caused your wonderful, lovely wife to have greater amounts of anxiety than people would have been wandering in and out without you there. So perhaps this was for the best. True. You're very wise, sir. You were very wise indeed. I was just listening uh, to what you were saying. That's all. Just applying the well, things, showing I'm an active listener. You are, in fact, an active listener. I, I got to say, there are, t- you know, I just want to point this out again. I, this mean this is praise have we were at the the vineyard the other day and just there was a moment we were talking about um i don't recall the topic we were talking about something and and you answered very eloquently and positively and i had a moment of just like i did look at you go doc manson i don't ever i don't i don't remember doing that and i deny everything look at you being you know (laughs) optimist Yeah, well, sometimes, uh, sometimes, uh, what can I say? I do things that even surprise me. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, not much else going on. Um, how how was Sound Scary recording to Electric Boogaloo? That was good. Yeah, we recorded another hot episode. 
I'm looking forward to that one as well. Um, a lot of love for that particular film that we talked about. So that should be a good episode when it's all said and done. GQ needs a little bit of time off the rest of this week. He's got some family stuff to attend. So I don't think we're going to see one another again till next Monday. In which case, we'll have to try to do um, certainly the third episode, but we might do a fourth as well. At some point, I think he'd like to try to do more than one in a day, which I think is difficult. It's doable, but difficult. Um, So far this season, admittedly, we're only two in, right? Um, We have watched both movies before we recorded. And so Uh. it takes a bit more time, obviously. But... And I don't know if he feels this way. I feel a little bit bad because I'm not sure if he does. But for me, like part of the fun of recording the show is it is an excuse to sit down and watch these movies that ostensibly I like. But why would I just sit down and rewatch a movie? I don't. It's not something I do often. Um, and so being able to sit down and watch it again is nice. It refreshes your memory memory for the the episode. Certainly, I I feel like it's the minimum amount of prep that one could do before recording a show like that. I know famously I don't do any prep for this show, but it's a very different show, I think. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure that this show, even when it was about a ostensibly live week-to-week show, required much prep outside of no. paying attention to the wrestling, um, which is really what I'm doing. I'm paying attention to the film before we go to talk about it, right? Um, but also part of the fun of that is watching it with GQ. Oh, <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, a lot of these movies, again, may be some time since I've seen them. And I certainly probably have never sat down and watched them with GQ. Um, and so that's a nice, fun experience as well. And you didn't want to just put the microphone in between you while you're recording? Uh, I'd love record, to, but uh, those sorts of live recordings never come out well. Good audio or anything like that. I'm just saying record while you're watching and then go through and take the best bit. So instead of it being a 90 minute episode, you know, you take the best half an hour of content that you had. Well, I don't know that we actively, we don't actively riff or talk about it as it's going on. So I don't know if that would be incredibly entertaining. Although I will tell you um, one thing I would like to do, I think would be fun is set up a video camera on us as we're watching the film and then that could be edited into like something to put onto YouTube where like you sort of splice that in with some of that reactionary stuff. Because again, we're not going a mile a minute. It's not a riff tracks thing. But yes, occasionally there is an observation that is humorous or maybe even informative, right? Like I think that could be an interesting format for things. I wouldn't necessarily keep it real time with the film. Maybe you would intercut some footage with, I don't know exactly how you would do it. Because I guess on YouTube, you'd get copyright strike if you use the audio. So I don't know. But maybe that's why nobody else really does that. But, you know, it's I feel like there's something there that could be workshopped into a show. But that would require having everybody on video, which is just, you know, obviously never going to happen also. So so whatever. Just a thought. It's a good thought. It's a good thought. Would you like to get hypothetical? Would you like to go into into video games? Is what do you What do you play in these days? What are you playing for video games? You pick up Will Fight Forever talk? or no? No, I thought you said you might. That's all. Uh, when it goes on Wicked Sale, sure. Wicked Sale, not just Sale. Wicked you know, Sale. 
if I can get it for 20, 25 bucks, yes, I will. Yeah, I give it, it six months. You'll get it for that. Yeah. I'm, I imagine, you know, Black Friday deals or that sort of thing. It'll be cheap. Um, the thing with that I game, have, from what I've seen from the reviews is, and it, honestly, I, I felt like this was going to be the case until they brought on THQ as a proper publisher. Um, it seems like this is very much a first edition game. And there's a lot missing. And it seemed to me like th- their intention, they were always sort of, they were always talking about the game in a way that helped, I think, actually set expectations. And so alongside of that, I kind of always expected it to launch at like a $30 price point. And I think actually the game as is would be perfectly acceptable. And I think people would be talking about it a lot more positively online if it had come in at the $30 mark, if you're able to say, well, it's missing this, this, and that, and the creative wrestler's not as good, and the show, like, it's not as whatever, but ah, for 30 bucks, it's not really the same thing. It's not the same scale as a WWE game. But the money you price it at 60 bucks, right? And the minute where it becomes, my 60 bucks could be this game or that game. You put it in yeah. direct competition in a way that I don't think does them any favors, and I don't think um, looks positively upon this product. And I don't know. The other part of it is, too, is I know they've also said they're, they're in no rush to get another edition out. Like, they don't want this to be an annualized franchise. And I can understand that, especially coming from Ukes, where they got totally burnt out on the old WWE games. But I will say, I think the one thing that this game could benefit from is a quick turnaround time to another edition. I feel like you take this now, you work on it really hard for the next year. Next year's version comes out. And that's the game that probably should have launched this year. You get enough extra work in there to actually add some of this other stuff, flesh out that creative wrestler mode. Um, I feel like a quick turnaround time this time would be in their best interest. But the problem with that is if you don't get it right the second time, at that point, you lost your audience, right? People who bought it this time will buy it next time, potentially. But if that one doesn't hit, then people are going to kind of be like, well, so much for that. Yeah, I... I have not been paying super attention uh, to Twitter's reaction, uh, mainly because everybody's terrified of hitting that 600, uh, 600 tweets you've seen, and all of a sudden you can't look at Twitter anymore. 600 tweets you've scrolled by, more accurately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what people are... What people are saying. I feel like I'm it's sure. pretty mixed. There's a lot of people who are positive on it, and that's good. But I do think there's a lot of people who are, aren't less positive on it. But I th- again, I feel like that is largely due to them making comparisons to the WWE game. And I, yeah. and honestly, although well, they look similar, they're not even the same type of game. This is not no. a simulation the way the other game is. So I, I just don't know. People's expectations, I think, are just kind of wonky around this particular game. Well, and this is the issue that you run into, is that when was the last time there was... I am sure there have been very low-budget pro-wrestling games that had nothing to do with WWE. We may have even talked about... Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah, that sort of thing. But the problem is Fire Pro Wrestling appeals to the absolute most hardcore wrestling fans, and it has an extremely robust creative wrestler mode that you can share online. Um, like, 
that forgives a lot, but it's not a mainstream product. This is meant to be a mainstream product yeah. the way the well, WWE and, game is. That's where I was heading in that WWE has had a vice grip on the wrestling video game market with the exception of Fire Pro for yeah. especially video games that look like this. Yeah. You know, I I played Legends of Wrestling and Legends of Wrestling 2, but that was in the 2000s and those games were terrible. Um that was PS2 so, era, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it's any game that AEW comes up with is going to be compared to the WWE games because that's all we've known for. I mean, if you changed the style of the game to where it looked more like those old school 64-bit games, I think that would have done a lot to also um, set expectations. But but I can't blame them for wanting to go for a high-fidelity, realistic-looking game, even if the gameplay itself is more yeah. arcadey in nature. I don't think that's a bad choice, but it invites comparisons that I don't think a lot of fans or people buying the game recognize just by looking at it the way they do yeah. when they look at Fire Pro and see something different. There are elements of this game that make me feel that remind me of like the WCW mayhem or WCW backstage assault. There are elements of this game that remind me of the ECW games. I think that's good because I have fond memories of those games. I don't know that that's what you want to aim for. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what, what the, uh, what's going to happen. I'm sure that AEW faithful bought it and played it and are, finding ways to enjoy it because you can be John Moxley, you can be Kenny Omega, you can do all of those things. Although I could go into 2K23 right now and in 10 minutes download all those wrestlers. Yes, you could, but you would have to play them in a simulation game where my understanding is the the moment-to-moment gameplay is probably less less good than the AEW game. I think the actual in-ring action the AEW game, some folks probably would prefer i think i would prefer it quite a bit more the whole press this way and that way and this button and that button and time it right and the different meters and the submission and like all that all the systems they built in over the years and just all that bloat they kept going into the wwe product i think at some point they stripped some of it out again but like it just became too much i just want a game like my old school WWF Raw on the Sega Genesis where I build up my finisher meter, I hit it, I pin, and that's that. And I think that's what this game is. Well, at some point, I may partake. I hope you partake. I don't think I will. It comes out on console. (laughs) It's on PC. It's already on PC. It's on sale right now on the Steam sale for the summer. It's only $52. That's still too much money, but... no. You'd have to switch those digits around, and then even then, I'm not. Although you asked me what I'm playing. What are you playing? Um, we we discussed it briefly uh, at at the vineyard. Uh, I am playing a little game known as Seven Days to Die. Never heard of it. Uh, no, that's not true because <laughs> I was watching some of your videos. Uh, I am always woefully behind the times when it comes to video games, um, and I was watching. 
I, I think I went back and started watching like Markiplier playing Seven Days to Die with Wade, but that was a very old version. Um, and his stuff does not age well. Why not? The comments, the comments that college age Markiplier and Lord Minion 777 are making, which eight to 10 years ago may have been considered funny now come across as offensive. And after a while, I was like, I'm not getting any enjoyment out of watching this. I want to, I should skip ahead to when they played it more recently and I'm sure it's better. Um, but, uh, and then I was watching somebody else play it and I watched a little of you playing it. And eventually I was like, you know what? Could I play it on the MacBook? Turns out no. Could I play it on this or that? Turns out no. And as I'm looking at, you know, trying to look at gaming PCs on Facebook Marketplace, uh, having no idea what I'm looking for and what I'm doing, I realized I have a PlayStation. I bet this game is out on the PlayStation. And it is not the most current version. I believe it is version 18 or what have you. Um, Alpha 21 I, released six days ago. Okay. And Alpha 20 released a year before that, like a full yeah. year before that. So I'm playing an older version, and which again, it's probably about three years totally out of date, fine. but yeah, that's totally fine. Um, but I, I will say, I, I don't think I haven't played. I actually, I don't think I played alpha 20 at all. I have 359 hours played in this game. Last played July, 2020. And I think I probably played it for about an hour. So it's been much longer than that, really. I uh, I think the game was best somewhere around Alpha 12. And I think everything they've added since then has actually made the game worse. So I don't know that you're really missing out. Um, so, you know, it had the creative mode. So I started out playing, you know, I'm getting the settings right. At first, I started like a creative mode or a peaceful mode. So I was like, you know. Maybe I'll just be a homesteader and I'll go like explore and raid things and just sort of figure out the game. And I very quickly got bored because there's there's very little to do when you're not shooting zombies. When you're zombies. When you're trying to uh, survive a zombie apocalypse and there ain't no zombies. Yeah. yeah, and I was like trying to tell myself the you know oh I'm the you know it's like last man on earth sort of thing where I'd like, um, and then I did one with zombies. Uh, but I died right away. <laughs> um, and so then I had to, you know, take advantage of the creative mode and sort of get myself set up with, you know, weapons and an outfit and all of that sort of thing, which I know goes against all of the point of playing. You're supposed to collect the weapons and learn how to build the stuff and do all of that. Whatever, man. Whatever um, brings you fun. I, I just about an hour ago survived night 14. So I made it through two blood moons, blood moons. Um, and I found, you know, I had a random map. I was in the desert, which sucked. I finally found myself in a little like neighborhood. I found this brick mansion that I, you know, sort of set up as my base. Um, having survived the blood moon, I don't know quite what I'm doing next because I understand that. I could rebuild because some of my brick building has now been 
beaten up or they found their way in. Um, and I could set up more barbed wire. I could set up traps and all of those sorts of things and, and all of that. But, you know, when you have creative mode, the element of collecting stuff seems less important. Oh, yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm wondering, like, maybe I'll have to try it again, maybe up the difficulty a little bit, because even at, I, I think I'm at, like, the very easiest zombie, zombie setting. So maybe try the next level. Um, the Blood Moons do, well, I guess I don't remember exactly how Alpha 18 works, but Blood Moons do, I think, get more difficult, yes. more zombies, different types of yeah. zombies, um, et cetera. The second one was more intense than the first one. Although the first one, I was in this log cabin and I had set up a bunch of barbed wire and you know, I, I was in a better position for this one. I haven't found the traitor yet. I suppose I should try to look for the traitor. I don't have a point on the map. I'm just supposed to find him. It says locate trader and there's a red X next to it. So I'm like, I assume that means either. If it's part of your starting quests, it should be on your compass. Maybe I just haven't seen it. Yeah. But. But, but again, I, mean, I could also I be misremembering how Alpha 18 worked. <laughs> if that was when they first put well, in the traders, maybe that system wasn't there yet. I don't remember. Well, and 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 I. You know, the PlayStation version is different. Yeah. So it could be that there are elements that it doesn't have. Uh, I will also say I, I never said, found the trader to be particularly helpful or interesting. And yeah. my gameplay really did not revolve around using I them found, at all. I found a quest to kill pigs. You know, you find a random note, I think, in one of the supply drops that says, oh, hunt some pigs. Um, you know, I my, my thought with buying it is, look. If I get six hours of play in this, it was worth the 30 bucks. I'm already well over the six hours. So even if I stop playing it in the week, it's, it was worth the investment, and I'm sure I'll pick it back up at some point. But I can see what all the fuss was about because, you know, again, you put in 360-some-odd hours or whatever it was that you said. It's a fun game. There are elements that I enjoy, and it's, I hate how dark it is. Is it dark? Like the way how I'm playing it and, you know, I had to get myself a mining helmet. It took me like an hour to figure <laughs> out how to turn that, yeah. that thing on. Um, yeah. Like if it's nighttime and it's it's pitch black. Yeah. Okay. You, all you see is your like reticle. And I'm like, that's less than ideal. So, you know, I, I think the console version or no the pc version has like a way you could set up like a solar panels and an electric system although maybe that's in 19 or 20 oh yeah i haven't yeah early i have yeah early game um i used to just make torches and i would put them on the walls yeah i was making candles maybe uh, torches would have been better again that sort of thing but i it was rem it was reminiscent of the way i played Minecraft. I got burning barrels and I would set them up as like mark like breadcrumbs for how many, when I was off exploring. How many hours do you think you've played Minecraft? Oh. 
I listened to a lot of Kevin Smith podcasts one summer playing Minecraft. 120, yeah. maybe. So that's that's kind of my point is uh, one of the reasons I think I put so much time into Seven Days to Die is it was also my first one of those types of games. I did not play Minecraft until after playing Seven Days to Die. Um, and as a result, I think I put substantially less time into Minecraft. I, I To some extent, your first one of those types of games, I think, you just lose yourself in it. Um, and then the next one, it's always a little less interesting, right? Um, and at this point, I think the reason why I don't play the games anymore is because, yeah, I could do creative mode to build something, but mm-hmm. I don't really want to build anything. There's no point to that. It's less I'm no. like collecting it myself and like trying to survive. But like yeah. that also holds no appeal because it takes too long to do it no um there was no point i found in building a shelter because there are shelters i you know i would i go into creative mode and i give myself a lot of raw material so i can upgrade and you know do all of that sort of thing to make the building stronger but there's no point in you know minecraft yes i suppose you could go to a village but you're not finding a ton of that. Yeah. So I felt in Minecraft, you had to build structures. Um, and also I have found no point in mining. Maybe you're supposed, maybe that's part of it. Again, if you don't have creative mode, you're supposed to dig down, but like I find dirt and I dig for a while. And because it, it's not a block system in the dirt. So there's like gaps and things. So I've gotten stuck before and had to shovel my way out. And I don't remember that, but okay. Yeah, but yeah, there's iron and stuff to and other types of minerals to mine, Um, but you'd have to get a forge and geez, at some point there was clay and you had to make molds so you could make iron bars and iron bars could be processed into other things like there was a whole thing to that. Did you ever get a forge? Did you ever do any of that stuff or I got a workbench? I did not get a forge. I found that's probably why mining doesn't seem that useful. Then I found a thing. I, you know, again, what I found with Minecraft is I had to give myself rules. All right. I can go into creative, you know, basically I could go into creative mode once a day or at night and I could get two things and that was it. And then the rest of the day I had to do just on my, you know, because again, I do think it would make more sense for me to not just give myself automatically 6,000 iron and 6,000 wood. I have to go collect those things. And, but again, I'm just learning how to play. So now that I've figured out how to play, hopefully I will have an easier time. With it. Yeah. It's, it's an enjoyable game. I mean, I, you know, I'm, it's, it kept me entertained this week. It was on my short list for peace of positivity. So, uh, so there is that. All right. Emails or hypotheticals? What do you feel like? I guess maybe we'll hit up the emails. All right. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Uh, we, of course, are kidding. I, of course, am kidding um, when, I, when I look. But, you know, Glenn obviously is the bestest of the besties, and I'm glad he sent us an update because last I heard he was in a rowboat somewhere in North London. Um, but, you know, I'm just saying, 
folks who are in the bestie chat but not regularly emailing step it up simon bubby baby where are you simon i you you you, you sort of become the you know you you've made it your cool thing not to email but kind of defeats the purpose don't you think because we miss you know actual hearing from you we haven't heard from Forrest in a while haven't heard from jeffrey in a while you know let us know you're out there at least even just an email i still listen i'm just not emailing because i i don't check the the listens i don't check to see you know are our numbers dwindling rapidly not so rapidly it's a lo- it's a prolonged slow death okay at least there's that first email comes from mrs manson hatchets hi doc in dc what are your thoughts on hatchet throwing like for fun these places are popping up in our area and i learned i've got a work team building out work team building outing planned and we'll try to get my hand at it soon or get to try i can't read (laughs) you both know me well and i'm not tall or particularly strong and in no way would one consider me athletic I think I'm going to stink pretty badly at it, honestly. Doc makes fun of me and says I don't like fun. I do like fun, but hatchet throwing is never something that's come to the top of my list before. Any advice for getting through it? Hugs, Mrs. Manson. Uh, What I find interesting about this is she asked, what are your thoughts on hatchet throwing? Obviously, she knows your thoughts on hatchet throwing. This must have been a conversation. I mean, I think it's more directed towards you, but yeah. Um, I have gone hatchet throwing before. Uh, February 2020, before, you know, the world caught on fire, uh, we were invited by a tall guy that we know and his wife um, to go to a place close to your hometown, I believe, um, to go hatchet throwing uh, or axe throwing, as it were. Um, you know, the place is kind of neat. Um there's a, you can get alcoholic beverages. I had a mead that I liked quite a bit. Um, and then they show you how to do it. That's the part I bristled at. The, the instructor, not exactly uh, the best teacher, kind of a mix of aggressive and sarcastic. Let me, so my, let me rephrase this for you, DC. The fellow who, as their profession has chosen to work at an axe-throwing establishment. Would you expect them to be well-versed in the best methods of educating? I think when you look and see four 30-somethings who obviously, who walked in and didn't know, like, we didn't know exactly what to do, I think you would have a little more patience with us. Like, and, and again, maybe I'm misreading the situation coming from a teaching standpoint, um, but they sort of walked you through it and then you'd throw it and it'd bounce off and he'd sort of roll his eyes and like give you a pointer. And then, you know, you try again and you do a little bit better at it. You know, that part wasn't fun. That part at some point, I believe my wife just stopped because I think that's right. I think you're, I think he told this story and you, that. Yes, I believe that did happen. Yeah. Yeah, she stopped because she was tired. You know, she wasn't great at it and she wasn't getting a lot of positive feedback. So she just stopped. Uh, I thought it was fun. I wasn't particularly great at it either. I have I have power 
But I don't know if you know this about me, Doc. I lack finesse. Uh, so I don't I, know about that. So, you know, um, if I was being attacked by a zombie, I, I could bludgeon them very well with the axe. I would throw it and it would hit them hard. Uh, I don't know that the blade would go anywhere it needed to go. Um, I, I can't say it's an activity that we would be super eager to repeat. And the fact that you have to go to a work team building thing, uh, those are, because then you have to put on a good face and somebody planned the event, so they are going to have more enthusiasm than the other people to try to fake it till you make it. And I apologize, Mrs. Manson, if you planned this and you were the one that thought this was a good idea. I didn't think so, but I just wanted to make sure. Um, Colin sick. Jesus. Yeah, don't, don't go axe throwing. Um, cause it will bounce off and come back towards you a little bit and you're going to get scared and run away. So would you go ax throwing? Probably not. Um, I was invited that same night that you went with tall guy and I just yeah. immediately responded on text. No, like I think my reaction would be precisely the same if I was invited that there now. So I don't even, I don't even like. I know I joke about Mrs. Manson not liking fun, but like I don't even like entertain the idea of doing something that does not appeal to me. I'm just like, nope, thanks. And again, it's all the fact, and I get it. You're throwing axes. You have to have some amount of supervision. But had the guy spent five minutes explaining, going over rules, another five minutes watching everyone and offering pointers, and then left us alone, I think we would have enjoyed it. But they stayed there the whole time, and they're like, all right, you're going to play this game. We're going to play it like darts. You're going to try to get, you know, there's like a bullseye, so you get points for certain. Leave us alone. Let us just throw axes. We'll, we'll make up our own games. Like, go away. But, um, but yeah, Colin sick. That's my advice. Glenn, update. Hi, guys. A week on for my last email. And things have calmed down a lot. The original guy they sent out, well, it turned out it was a carpenter. Just what you need when you have a plumbing issue. About an hour after sending my last week's email, a plumber finally knocked on the door. He had already dealt with the leak upstairs, and it turned out it was a leaky, it was a leaky pipe under the neighbor's bath that was causing the issue. So despite ending up with an even bigger hole in my ceiling, I did manage to get back to my bed that night. On the health front, I have finally tested pos- negative. Finally tested negative uh, on Saturday, but I still am not 100%. So having another week off from work and dosing myself up with the antibiotics prescribed by the doctor. I hope everyone else is well and enjoying the summer. Thanks as always, Glenn Double N. Well, glad you're feeling better. Glad you're back in your own bed. Hope you continue to make forward progress uh, during the rest of this week. Our final email comes from Nate Wrestling-ish. Good afternoon, DC and Doc. I watched some of Money in the Bank Live, and it was okay. Finn versus Seth was the best match as far as I'm concerned. LA Knight or Shinsuke should have won the briefcase. It's meant to elevate people and put them where they wouldn't be otherwise. Damien faced Seth the night after Clash of Champions in an open challenge to the title, 
and on a few house shows. Clearly, he doesn't need it if he's already challenging for the title. Why not pull the trigger on L.A. while he's over and popular as you can be? I truly don't get it, but we'll see where the Judgment Day story goes. I did get to watch all of Collision, and it was very good. Starks continues to blossom, and Roddy versus Joe was as physical as I'd hoped. I really hope Punk doesn't win the tournament personally. It should be, again, a way to elevate people, and Punk really doesn't need it. Questions time. Do you guys think AEW superstars swear too much in promos, or is it just me? Seems a bit overkill when every other word is a swear word. Sounds childish. You're both happily married. Did anything not go according to plan on your wedding day? Or is there anything you'd change if you could go back? Have a great rest of your weeks. Your bestie, Nate. Um, I don't have a problem with Damian Priest having the, the briefcase. He's not a main event. I don't know who that is. Um, Punish, Punisher Martinez or Punishment Martinez. The name okay. sounds familiar, but and eh, I really ring any bells. It's okay. Um, you know, there's a group judgment day. There's Finn Balor. There's Priest. There's Ray Ripley. And there's Dominic, Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Um, Damien's the the second guy. He's the he's the you know the right hand man supposedly. Uh, it it makes sense for him to have the briefcase. I would have loved L.A. Knight to have it. Yeah, but. And Shinsuke doesn't need the briefcase either. He's a former, if he's not a former, I think he's a former champion. I feel like he's a, he won the SmackDown title at one point. Anyways, um, do I think AEW? Yes. I, I don't watch a lot of AEW, but the stuff I've seen online, yes. I think Tony Khan encourages them to swear because it's something that sets them apart from the WWE. Um, and so they feel like they have to do it in order to make the boss happy. And furthermore, like I feel like the vast majority of people in the wrestling fandom, although I feel like this was more of a thing 10 years ago, I don't know if it is still now. Maybe not. Yes, maybe not. But anyways, what I was going to say is, it feels like everybody's pining to go back to the Attitude Era. Everybody wants the Attitude Era and the attitude of the attitude era to return. And I mean, outside of swearing in promos, I'm not sure there's much else from the attitude era that you can incorporate into your product. Like bed pants, misogyny, um, like yeah. real sexed up, like eye candy. Like what else do you mean yeah. when you talk about the attitude if era these days? Even even from, from 2003, which is what I'm watching right now, I watched a match with the Basham brothers who have their manager, Shaniqua, who is obviously a dominatrix and they are her loyal subjects, versus Billy Gunn uh, and Jamie Noble who teamed up because uh, there was this whole thing where they actually wrestled each other and if Jamie Noble won, he got to spend the night with Tori Wilson who's supposedly with Billy Gunn, and then he did win, so Tori had to spend the night, but then Jamie's girlfriend, Nydia, showed up. Now they're all swingers. So you have a, a group of swingers versus the dominatrix and her her subs who just need gimp masks. So um, again, like outside of the swearing, I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure that there is anything from the Attitude Era to return to. And, and yeah. I guess, although this brings up a question that maybe you're better equipped to answer, but I, I posited it before. Do you think that wrestling Twitter, the mainstream audience as a whole or whatever, do you think they're still pining to return to the Attitude Era? Or is that a, a sentiment that has fallen to the wayside? Have people realized that that's, or have they just, did they just give it up? Or I, I don't know. Like, is that even a thing? They've aged, they've aged out. Yeah. People our age and a little younger. People in their 30s to early 40s pine for the Attitude Era because that is the era that they were watching in many cases when they were teenagers. And so that was the wrestling they grew up on. Um, now, I think you've got someone like Nate or Chip or something who's now mid to late 20s. They're probably pining for like ruthless aggression. They're probably pining for Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Daniels, and TNA. They're pining for when you had Angle and Guerrero and Persona Non Grata, Benoit, and all of that sort of stuff. Back when you had um, people like Jericho, when he was good and entertaining. You know, or, or they're pining for, you know, Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement. Like, that makes sense. I, I you know... I think the thing that you can do if you want the Attitude Era to come back is you give someone like Ricky Starks a microphone. You don't give him a script and you let him get over on his own. You give someone like L.A. Knight a microphone and you let them get over on their own. Um, that was what made the Attitude Era. The, the spontaneity and the non-scriptedness yeah. of... The, yes, I guess yeah. I suppose you're right. That is maybe the thing that you really yeah. mean by you, that now. You 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 gave the roadie who was Jeff Jarrett's, you know, roadie, literally, you gave him a microphone and you told him to just go out there and talk, and he started doing his patter, and all of a sudden you get the new age outlaws. Um that was that's what made the attitude era so good, is there wasn't a you know script. And in a WWE's never gonna get that way because they're a PG company that has stockholders and investors and all of that. And that's not what this is anymore. AEW could get there, but it's not going to get there just by swearing. And it's not going to get um, there in a way that makes them the biggest wrestling company in the world. Not that I think that's yeah. in the cards anyways, but I guess that's neither here nor yeah. there. But they, they need to be very happy being the, you know, stop even comparing. We're going to be a really good show and our, you know, like we're going to try to make a things that we're proud of and that people seem to enjoy. And we're going to make money. Like we're selling out Wembley stadium. That's a big thing. We made collision and every, everybody says collision is the best wrestling show on TV every week. Awesome. Keep it up. Don't try to be WWE. You're not, even you're you're not playing the same game. Uh, what would you do differently on your wedding? What what didn't go right? What would you do differently? I think it went pretty well. Yeah. I could I could nitpick. Sure. Yep. Good. But no, I think everything went pretty um, well. No real complaints. 
I mean, I, if I had yeah. unlimited power, I could have skipped the 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 father in law's wedding speech, I guess. But but let's be realistic. There's no there's no actually denying that from occurring, right? So whatever yeah. it is, what it is. Taking a stride. I, I would redo the first look. We did a we did a first look thing. And I was nervous about it. I wanted to make sure that I reacted properly. And I reacted in such an artificial way. And they got a picture of it. And like, I think we've, we've thrown away the picture. Oh, I, you I'm need there. to give me that picture. You need to find a copy of that. I need to see that because that sounds brilliant. I understand. Yeah, it's, though. it's, 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 it's bad improv. Hey, pretend you're surprised. <laughs> yeah. John the floor. So, well, eyes wide yeah. open. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it was a beautiful time. Like there, we played mini golf. Um, I hit my head on the, we took a picture on a pirate ship. There was like a little playground with a wooden pirate ship. I hit my head on the mast. That wasn't fun, but I didn't like bleed or nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. The cake was, was good. The food was good. Mm-hmm. All the folks were there. People were, people were happy. I mean, I guess uh, in, we in, had, in like a, from a different point of view, if I had to do it differently, like I guess I probably would not have done as large of a wedding. I probably would have invited many less people than were actually at sure. my wedding. I probably would have done like a 20 person thing looking back on it, mm-hmm. all things being equal. Um, but that's about it. And I don't I didn't have the I didn't have the I, context I at the time to make that decision. So, you know. I would have packed a, a backup shirt because oh, there you eventually go. I've sweat I've sweat through my clothes. I go to my car and realize I don't have an extra shirt. So I take off the dress shirt and I'm walking around like the last probably only like the last 45 minutes in my white undershirt with my black vest over it. And I probably <laughs> looked ridiculous. It was great. But but again, a nitpicking. It was a beautiful yeah. time. Uh, thank you to Nate and Glenn and Mrs. Manson. Everybody else, come on now. Again, quick email or chime in in the Bestie chat. Let us know you're alive. Let us know you're still enjoying the show. Uh, we want to hear from you. You are our besties. Doc Manson, what is your piece of positivity that is getting you through uh, the week? Saturday, July 15th. Okay. What's happening on Saturday, July 15th? In theory, I'll be bringing home a new puppy dog. Hey. That's new because I don't think we had a date when uh, we last Correct. We did not. But we have now secured a date. It looks like the 15th is it. So we are, from the time of this recording, 10 days away from puppy mania at Manson Manor. That's very exciting. Are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you scared? I'm excited. I'm a little nervous also about, you know, fucking him up. Um, (laughs) You know, you want to do right by the dog and train him well and hopefully, you know, so he can have a nice productive life and whatever. Um, You know, I think there are a lot of things. Oscar was my first dog. There's a lot of things I wish I had done differently. Um, Mm. So I have an opportunity perhaps, but at the same time, since Oscar is still here, I'm concerned maybe that bad habits will be passed along, which I have no doubt will occur. Um, but hopefully some good habits because 
I, like it or not, Oscar does have some good habits. Um, the fact that Oscar is also background oh, yeah. noise right now is making this so much better. Yeah. So, you know, I'm hopeful that, that maybe that'll work out. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, even as I'm doing some of this reading, I'm looking at this dog and I'm like, mm, maybe I need to start doing some training with you again. You're, you're getting complacent just because you're 10 now. You can teach old dogs new tricks. We're going to we're going to we're going to figure this thing out. I I think this is a perfect time to bring back the Manson Family podcast. And just <laughs> doc, document the trials and tribulations of now having two beautiful dogs. It's going to be something. Are you going to walk both of them yourself or are you each going to have a dog? Eventually we'll probably walk them together, but that's actually, but that's one of the things. Oscar is horrible at walking on the leash. So I don't know that that's something we're going to want to do probably for at least a year. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, we're definitely going to have, and you know, like it, they're going to be, the, Oscar's 10. This is a puppy dog. They are going to be moving at different speeds. So, like, realistically, it's not fair to walk them at the same time all the time. Like, I could see doing it sometimes, but then they each will need their own time and attention. Like, you can't just put them together at all times. I don't think that would be particularly fair to either of them. So, so you know, trying to take those things it, into consideration. It is nice that at least for the first month or so, you'll be home. Yeah. Like, when we have talked about getting a dog for us, whenever that will be, we want to make sure we do it in late June so that we can be home, you know, with you don't want to like have the dog and immediately have to go to work for nine hours and the dogs by themselves. So I am delighted for you, sir. I look forward to hearing two barks at the same time during these podcasts. It's going to be fan. There won't be any break in the barking. It'll just be all barking all the time. When one's breathing, the other will be barking. It's going to be great. It's going to be so good, DC. It's going to be so good. Uh, what's your piece of positivity, sir? Um, hmm, that is a great question. I had a couple of things. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Right around the time school got out, we were like, all right, one of the things we are going to do is we are going to get a new summer routine. Because oftentimes the summer kind of gets away from you and, you know, you're all of a sudden it's August and you're like, I didn't do half the stuff I should have done. And at this point it's too late. I'm going back to work. And, um, and so, you know, we, we get up, uh, we're doing the, the, you know, some of the New York times puzzles in the morning to keep the brain active. We go out for a walk most days. We, we went out today, paid our, uh, vehicle taxes for the year. Drop that off on the walk. Um, you know, it was hot even at like 745 in the morning. Um, but, you know, that sort of thing. So getting into this sort of new routine, I did not do as much productive stuff as I probably should have today. I got to clear off stuff. So when they replace the slider, there's not stuff piled everywhere. Um, but that, you know, having a new routine is good. The, the school year is fine, but you get into a routine and having something different is, is a welcome change. So I encourage all of you, um, whether it's on weekends or whatever, try to find a way to change your routine up even a little bit 
it, it winds up uh, helping the brain and helping the, helping the spirit, if you will. Do you feel like your spirit's been enriched with all this time off? Yeah. I, I feel like my, I feel so, like says the per says the person who just accepted, I think two new jobs. Did I? I thought there were two things that you said you were going to be taking on this sort of not necessarily they're related yeah. to my actual job, but yeah, whatever. Um, I feel like my soul is healing a little bit. Yes. Yes, I do. I hope so. Well, I hope your soul is healed a bit by listening to our dulcet tones. Uh, you know, we didn't even talk about the 4th of July. Like we're recording this on July 5th. I did nothing. It rained. I, I, <laughs> I, oh, that's true. It did. It's rain. been raining it for thunder, a week here. Sure it's where we were in London. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, that was crazy. And, and I'm just, I'm not feeling patriotic. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. So, but either way, hope you had a lovely holiday. If you celebrate, if you don't celebrate, hope you had a lovely Tuesday, regardless. Uh, Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that? Good well, night? if you'd like to have your thoughts right in the air, send us an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com. And if you like what you've heard, don't know how you could, head on over to patreon.com forward slash ddtwrestling to give just a little bit of financial support. It does go a long way to keeping this podcast train chugging along. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Have yourselves a heck of a week until we meet again, my friends. Won't you be our bestie? <laughs>